0: I might be ruffling some feathers on today's show but I'm cool with that because I know that some of you are actually going to be so pleased that I brought this topic to the show. I know that this is going to connect with you if you need this even if you feel a little bit triggered first of all and actually if this does provoke you in any way, does make you feel uncomfortable I'd argue it's because you need to hear what I'm going to (laughs) say. This is a topic that has been on my heart to share with you for a while. This is something that seems like we're having one conversation, but actually you and I, once we scratch beneath the surface on this thing, we'll see that something else entirely can be going on. I'm talking about how much you're including your husband or partner in the decisions you make in your business, what can really be going on beneath the surface when you do that and how this could be indicative of patterns of thinking that can keep you stuck. I'm going to lovingly call you out on some BS today, my love. You've been warned and it's only because I love you and I want the best for you. Are you ready? Well, ready or not, we're doing this anyway. (laughs) Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset and a dash of woo. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, my loves. How are you doing? It's Cory here from corriejavid.com. I am so excited to be joining you today. I'm in the best, most high vibe of moods because... As I'm recording this, it is the day before we go off for our three-week holiday to Canada. I am super excited. (laughs) I am actually legitimately more excited than my husband and daughter combined, (laughs) but that's partly because I've been the one researching the itinerary and also I've been to a lot of the places that we're going and they haven't. I don't know if you know this about me, but I was actually born in Canada, so we're going to go and see um, some of my family and my nan in particular, who's like 95 and still doing so well, still lives completely independently, so that's going to be fun. And then we're going on a massive road trip through the Canadian Rockies, spending some time in Vancouver and on Vancouver Island. It's a dream trip my husband and I have been wanting to take for years, and then before we had our daughter even we always said that, wouldn't it be nice to do that one day, but it's you know really expensive to do a big trip of that kind or expensive. I'm using air quotes around that because it's all just a perception, right? Um, And then we had our daughter and then it was like, well, she's too little to take on such a big trip, blah, blah, blah. And so here we are, we're doing it. And the thing that makes me most happy is that I have paid for the trip myself out of the profits from my business. So, it is wonderful to have made that dream trip happen already, and I just decided it was going to happen this year, and here we are doing it. But as this actually airs, I'll probably be on a plane home, <laughs> so maybe you've been checking out my Instagram stories and seeing what I'm up to, and but maybe not. Um, I'll put them in the highlights in case you're interested. Okay, so that's what I've been—that's what I've been up to or going to be up to. Um, and the other thing is, I have a really super quick manifestation story to share with you, just because it's so cool. I love a quirky manifestation story. We've been talking about manifestation quite a bit on the show lately, so I had to bring this to you. So here it is. So I am thinking about redecorating my office in the autumn. Well, I'm not thinking about it. I'm going to be doing it. And I'm thinking about changing up all manner of things in here just to make it um, a little bit more feminine and a little bit more luxurious feeling. Anywho, I was sitting at my desk. Now, what you never see, if you ever see me on live streams, is you always just see the kind of quite bland white wall behind me. But behind my computer, I have a really beautiful like teal colored wall with two massive pictures hanging on it. Now, one of the pictures is a really gorgeous picture of my daughter and her best friend holding hands and about to jump over a wave in the sea. Um, And it just looks so gorgeous. It's that kind of friendship. Jumping into the unknown makes me feel just all kinds of positive vibes when I look at it. So that's wonderful. And then I have this other picture next to it, which if I'm honest, I just chose because it had the right kind of colors and it was the right kind of size. So I was sitting here as I was doing a bit of Pinterest perusing, looking for inspiration. I just looked up at this wall and at this particular picture and I thought, why is that there? That doesn't spark anything in me. That's going to be one of the first things to go. Because I only want things in my office that spark that kind of high vibe feeling for me. Now, this was one evening last week, closed down my computer, went to bed. Next day, got up um, some point in the morning, walked into my office and I was like, do you ever walk into a room and you're like, something's wrong in here? And I thought something's wrong in here. What's going on? Something is awry. Something isn't right. So I'm casting my eyes about the room, trying to like pick up on what it is. And I saw that my Wi-Fi router was on its side. And I was like, well, that's weird. And then I looked up and that very same picture, the one that I said has got to go, was not on my wall. It had fallen off the wall. I know, right? Pretty spooky. Fallen off the wall and behind my desk. And the weirdest thing is, is the three of us had been in the house this entire time and none of us had heard that happen. You would think it would make quite a big clunk being such a massive picture in quite a thick wooden frame as well. So anyway, that was the kind of universe's sense of humor with me this week, that kind of all last week. kind of, you want this gone? Boom, (laughs) there you go. And so now there is a big space on the wall, space to welcome in something new. So I just thought I'd share that with you. I just love how the universe is playful sometimes like that. Okay, let's dig into today's topic. Well, actually, before we dig in, I'm going to be upfront with you. Today's show might be a little triggering or uncomfortable. And I have two things I want to say about that before we dig in. Number one, I am not presuming to give you any kind of relationship advice on this show. I'm not a relationship expert, so please don't misunderstand me on that point. If that's what you're taking away from this show, you've got my point entirely wrong and I haven't done my job very well. Number two is if you do feel triggered or provoked in an uncomfortable kind of way by what I'm going to be talking about today, I would suggest, I would lovingly suggest that you consider why that is. In my experience, any time we have a strong reaction to something, we feel really triggered by something, could be feelings of jealousy or feeling super irritated by something somebody says, it's generally a signpost (laughs) pointing a helpful finger at some inner work that we need to do, because otherwise, we wouldn't have a reaction, right? And so, having said both of those things, then I'll dive in. But I really would love you to kind of just listen to what I'm saying and stick with me, because... Even though it might trigger you, some of what I'm saying, maybe it doesn't, maybe you're like, hell yes, Cory, I'm so on board with what you're saying. But even if it does trigger you, I really want you to listen to the kind of message of today's show because I'm bringing this to you because I see this particular thing keeping so many women feeling stuck and I'll explain why. Okay, let's get straight to it. Straight to the meat of the thing. I mean, you may already have a little bit of a clue because the title of today's show is It's Not His Business. (laughs) Here's the thing that I see that can keep you stuck. Involving your husband too much in your business decisions. There. I said it. (laughs) Is me even suggesting that making you prickle? Is it? If it is, it's because there's something there, right? Something that I think we should shine a light on today. And so understand that I'm saying this to you because I love you and I want the best for you. And here's the thing, I get it. I get why you might want to run decisions, particularly spending decisions, past your partner. And certainly if you are literally just starting out, if your business is brand, brand new and I don't know, you want to leave your job or invest a considerable sum of money starting your business that kind of makes sense. Or maybe if you're further along in your business and you want to take some money, say, out of your joint savings to invest in the business, all good reasons for the two of you to have a conversation. Or if your husband happens to work in your business, of course, that's a good reason to be having those kinds of conversations. All these situations, I will let you off the hook because it makes sense. However, What I see is too often women running all spending and investment decisions past their partners or husbands or all large investment and spending decisions. But instead of diving straight into my opinion on why that's damaging and will actually be the kind of behavior that can keep you stuck, instead, I'm going to first share with you what I do just for context. Okay, so let's begin with a list of all of the types of business decisions I do run past my husband. It's not a very long list, but are you ready? None. (laughs) There, we've covered that point out. Literally none, not a single one. Now, not how much I'm investing in my own development or coaching, not how much I'm spending on Facebook ads, not how much I'm spending on my team, whether or not now is the right time to hire or invest in more in my team, none of it. In fact, the only decision in my business that I've ever run past my husband is the very first decision that I made to invest in my coach. And that was because I was taking the money out of a joint sum of money that it was earmarked for our house, massive house renovations that we were in the middle of at the time. So, you know, it would have been pretty um, dire of me just to take that money out without asking or getting his buy-in, not saying anything. And after that single decision, though, nothing. And why is this? because it's not his business. It's not my husband's business. It's mine. I own it. And guess what? I own my decisions. I've empowered myself to make those decisions without his input. And let's be real here. As much as I love and respect my husband and generally value his opinion, his opinion on my business is not valuable. He isn't a business owner, let alone in the specific online space that I'm in. So as smart as he is, and he is, he's hella smart, his expertise and his experience are not in alignment with what I'm doing. My husband is largely clueless as to what decisions I'm making and where I'm spending money in my business because it's got nothing to do with him. Now, before you go and tell yourself that it's maybe different for me because i I'm in a place where my business is making profits, and so I can decide to, how to spend those profits. No, not so. As soon as we like agreed that I was going to go after this business, and I was going to go and well, he agreed with me. I had already agreed. I already decided, and he agreed with me that I was going to go after this business, do this thing, and I was going to invest in my coach as the kind of first significant investment. After that point. I have not run a single spending or investment decision past him because I... Um, of the opinion that this is my business I am running it how I see fit this is my dream and I feel empowered to do that and I feel unapologetic about it and this isn't me hiding anything from him or being sneaky if he asked me a question directly about something I would absolutely happily tell him but it's got nothing to do with him so while I'll kind of keep him generally updated in terms of like what's going on with my business we'll definitely share my wins because we're always celebrating my successes together I don't even consider going to him and asking for his opinion on what I'm doing in my business does that surprise you and I would love you to have a think about is that something that you're doing you asking for your partner or husband's opinion all the time because here's what I'd say first and foremost of why this is there's a number of reasons I believe why this is not a good pattern of behavior to get into in terms of running things by your other half all the time but this is one of them you need to stop asking the wrong people for advice. Ask experts, ask people who have done the very thing that you're trying to do. So if your husband doesn't have an online business, which is super successful himself, then I'm sorry, but he is not the person to be asking for advice. And nor is your best friend, if she doesn't have an online business, or so your mom. As much as we like to go to these people and ask their opinions, we can be clouding our own judgment with their fears based on their experience which is not relevant to the realms and industries that we're operating in does that make sense so the other reason why i don't run anything past my husband or don't feel the need to is because he trusts me now why does he trust me because i trust myself yes there it is again trust i told you this is going to keep coming up on the show it's such a big one And he has confidence in me. And why does he have confidence in me? Because I have confidence in myself. And so, so often we have it the wrong way around. We go searching for that validation that somebody else trusts in us, somebody else believes in us, somebody else has confidence in us. But when you're then expecting that same person to help you make decisions and you've shown up without that confidence and trust in yourself, it's hard for them to make a decision with you that is really rooted in confidence and trust in you. Does that make sense? So, what we feel gets mirrored back to us. So if you're feeling afraid about a decision and you bring that fear to that conversation, you will get fear mirrored back to you. If you're not feeling confident about a decision and you bring that lack of confidence to the conversation, you'll get that lack of confidence mirrored back to you. So like I said, it's not about being sneaky. It's not about hiding things. Don't misunderstand me there. It just isn't his business. (laughs) So let me ask you this. If your husband ran his own business, and maybe he does, so maybe you can actually ask answer this not just hypothetically, but either way, would he or does he run all investment decisions past you? It's an interesting question to ask, and I'm asking that not like rhetorically, but I'm just asking that as a genuine question for you to ask yourself. Because quite often when I've asked this question to some of my clients who are, Worrying too much, (laughs) being honest here, about the opinions of their other half, they're like, "Oh, actually, no, he wouldn't. (laughs) He wouldn't be asking me." I'm like, "Hmm." So why is it that you feel like you need to ask him? And actually, it isn't really anything to do with your partner or husband. It's the this conversation is really about the fact that, (laughs) rather than it being titled, "It's not his business," this should really be titled. It's your business. Like, you need to be learning to trust yourself. You need to be learning to cultivate confidence in yourself you need to be learning to give yourself the permission that you've been maybe seeking you need to learn to empower yourself and you will only do that any of those things by working on it yourself first and by going to those conversations if you are going to have them and I'd actually argue stop having them um, but if you are going to going to them prepared and already sold on the thing first and so the more that you Little by little, make decisions in an empowered way where you decide you're going to trust yourself, where you decide that you're going to show up and have confidence in yourself and back yourself. That It's a muscle, basically. So the more that you use it, the stronger it becomes so it doesn't necessarily always feel just natural and easy it's not like flicking a switch but it is something that you can practice and I would argue that's going to be something super beneficial to you if you practice this because the more you trust yourself the more you feel empowered and the more you feel confident in your own abilities to do things like make decisions in your business the quicker you will move forward because you won't be second guessing things you won't be worrying about oh what happens if this because you trust yourself to show up for your decisions you trust yourself like I talked about previously on the show to be kind to yourself if that decision doesn't pan out but you back yourself that's what i really want you to do and that's why we're having this conversation because so often i see this propensity to have these conversations and to look for permission from another half As an indication that actually beneath the surface there is that lack of self-trust and that lack of confidence and that lack of empowerment. Okay, so that's why we're here talking about this today. So let's talk about another reason why this actually can show up for you and hold you back is that if you think that it's kind of good to communicate and make these decisions in a joint manner, you can be using this as a quote unquote reason to mask the fact that you aren't feeling empowered, right? And trusting yourself. So the thing with that is, and the reason why I'm talking about that is because every time you seek that advice from perhaps the wrong source or just from outside of yourself, every time you go and look for that permission, then you're undermining your confidence in yourself because you're saying, I don't really know here. I don't really know if I should do this. I don't really trust my decision making here. I need that validation from outside of myself. And so while it might seem like a good idea to run a, let's say, larger spending or investment decision in your business past your other half to just check in with what he or she is thinking Not only are you actually disempowering yourself potentially in that moment by not feeling empowered to make that decision on your own, but you're actually sending yourself some powerful negative self-signaling that you need that permission, that you can't make those decisions yourself, right? And so one way that I see this show up is, in fact, in the smaller spending decisions that wouldn't really warrant a conversation. I've coached numerous women through investing in something that is critical to the operational success of their business and costs something really negligible, like we're talking like 10 $20 a month, and they're quibbling over it and feeling unable to go and make that decision. And they come up with all the reasons why they can't. But really what's showing up there is that lack of trust and that fear is creeping into those decision makings. And so If you've been disempowering yourself by never standing in your own power and making these decisions and owning them and backing yourself and trusting yourself with the big things, then it shows up for the small things too. And in those instances, if you don't feel like you would actually go and have a conversation with somebody about that, you can end up just not making the decision and staying stuck. So can you see how those conversations about the big things can impact the small things? Now you might be thinking to yourself well what about conversations with say a coach or a mentor so I would argue that that is different so I do run some decisions not all but some decisions past my coach but that's because I know that she has that totally objective outside view and she is in the online space and has a successful business and is already where I want to be going. So she is the right person to be asking. So if you have a coach or a mentor or a friend who is in that same position, a business bestie, somebody that you have access to who is a step several steps ahead of you and who can be objective for you then that does make sense if you're feeling like you're actually really in two minds about a decision or you would like the benefit of somebody's experience then that does make sense but what doesn't make sense is going to somebody who is not a business owner or who has a business but not in the online space who doesn't get it and asking them for their opinion and effectively asking them for permission in a roundabout way even if you're not actually thinking that you're doing that in a direct way asking for that kind of advice is going to be the thing that slows you down because when you do that you are bringing your fear your lack of confidence your lack of trust in yourself your feeling feeling of disempowerment to the conversation and that's what you'll get reflected back to you right just think about it Like, logically, if you are feeling like, oh, I don't know if I should invest in this thing, oh, I don't know if it's a good decision, and then you bring that thinking to, say, your partner who will not be able to be unbiased, let's be honest, because, you know, they share finances with you and also they have fears about your well-being and want to protect you and to look after you, which is honorable and wonderful, but they bring all of that agenda To the conversation. So it's very different than when you have that conversation with, say, an unbiased coach, mentor, or business friend that you have who has the experience that they can draw on and isn't bringing that fear based bias to the conversation, too. Okay, so let's circle back, circle back, that's such a corporate phrase from my corporate days, let's circle back to my story about the first investment that I made in my business and the one and only conversation that I had with my husband about it. It wasn't really much of a conversation because I was not seeking his validation in that moment of saying, i'm going to invest in this coach i would like to take the money out of our joint fund which i know is for the renovations but here's why i believe that it's important for me and here's why i believe that it's the right thing to do can you see why that's different than going to him with like oh i don't know should i do this what do you think very different type of conversation so that was the kind of conversation that i had with him and i just said can we agree that i take the money out of here and I came to that conversation sold already on the idea of investing myself. I was already backing myself and I was bringing that confidence to the conversation. Now, I had no evidence to suggest (laughs) that uh, this would pan out because this isn't something I'd ever done before. But I made the decision myself first before having that conversation. So if you are in a situation where you're maybe making that first big investment decision and it needs to come out of joint finances and so it does warrant a conversation, I would really urge you to, well, first of all, go and listen to the previous episode, which we'll link up in the show notes for you, um, a previous episode of the show, which I believe was episode six, actually, early on, getting support, what to do when your husband's not on board. So there's some great advice in there, but in a nutshell, it's essentially getting clear on the decision that you want to make first and bringing that decision to the conversation and getting really behind yourself deciding to back yourself and then bringing that vibe and that energy of confidence and trust in yourself and what you're about to do to the conversation okay so continuing with this story of my first investment and the fact we did have a conversation then I want to be really clear about something If my husband had said to me, no, I'm really not comfortable with you taking the money out of our renovation fund when we were right in the middle of renovations, which, you know, would be his prerogative and would be quite fair, that would not have stopped me. And now I don't mean that wouldn't have stopped me taking, I wouldn't have gone ahead and just taken the money out of that fund. But I believed in what I was doing. I was already sold on myself and on this investment and really making this thing work. I would have found a way to make it happen. I would have gotten a credit card and popped it on there, a personal loan. I would have asked a family member for a loan. I would have, if I couldn't have done any of those things, found an extra job temporarily and saved money. I would have been doing anything in my power to make it happen because here's the thing, and this is what is really one of the messages of today's show I want you to take away is that I was not willing to compromise. You do not have to compromise on your dream. You get to have both. You get to have a happy and well-taken-care-of family and a successful business. You get to have, in my case, a beautiful renovated home and a successful business you get to invest in your family and invest in yourself and it's when we tell ourselves that we have to compromise that we're actually entering into that lack and scarcity mentality because we're saying we can't have both it's one or the other so if I had not been able to take the money from that particular fund I would have gone and found it elsewhere because I did not want to buy into this feeling of compromise anymore. I'd done that so much in the corporate days, this feeling of compromise, and I was done with it. So I'd love you to think about, is that something that you've been believing that you need to compromise? Have you been equating spending decisions in your business to things outside of your business, telling yourself it's one or the other? Stop doing that. The more that you do that, the more that you perpetuate that as a reality. Are you thinking, should I buy this? I don't know. Oh, should I buy this template in the Limitless Mother template shop, FYI, corriejavid.com forward slash shop, or should I buy my child this pair of shoes? It's not the same thing. Those are different decisions. One is a business decision, one is a family decision, and they are not mutually exclusive. You don't have to compromise. And telling yourself that you've have to compromise has been perpetuating that as your reality. When you open yourself up to the idea of how can I do both, you ask yourself better questions, right? And we, you know, like I said, I think it was on the previous episode, there's that really great quote about the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. So rather than saying, oh, looking at all the ways that you can't make something happen, have a look and brainstorm all the ways that you can make it happen. So I would have done anything in my power to find the money and make that investment because I thoroughly believed in that investment, even though I didn't have proof because I was choosing to believe in myself. It's a choice. I was choosing to feel empowered. It's a choice. I was choosing to trust myself. It's a choice. And yes, all those things take practice and they're not easy. But they are so worth practicing and so the other thing that i want to note here is i would have gone down any of those other avenues why because i am resourceful if you want to be a successful entrepreneur and business owner you need to be resourceful you need to stop telling yourself that you can't do things and you need to find a way to make them happen so i would love to ask you this What if you just believed that you don't have to choose? What if you just believed in yourself? What if you just chose to feel empowered in all of your decisions? What if you fully trusted yourself? Trusted yourself to make the right decisions? Trusted yourself to show up for your decisions? Trusted yourself to be kind to yourself if those decisions don't pan out? What if you just fully backed yourself if you did all of those things, my love, you will go very far in your business, you will not stay stuck, you will shine and I want that for you, I want success for you, whatever your version and vision of success is, I want that for you and I know that you'll get there so much quicker if you start making some of these choices, make these choices to believe in yourself, to practice that, make this choice to empower yourself, practice that make this choice to trust yourself practice that make this choice to back yourself practice it my love okay it's time for today's dash of woo and today's dash of woo is going to help you with feeling more empowered okay and tuning into the reasons why you haven't been believing that you are empowered to make these kind of decisions or you need permission and to help you feel more reconnected with your sense of yourself and your intuition and to reconnect with that inner feeling of trust. And today's dash of woo is super woo. I'm really bringing you some extra woo today because I have been behind the scenes. This is something I want to share with you researching more and more into the chakras and into crystals. And although this is all new for me, and I would not necessarily um, label myself as an expert yet, I want to kind of share with you what I'm learning along the way and how I have been using what I've been finding out. So something that I found out, and I actually found this out from energymuse.com, which I think is a really great resource, is that if your sacral chakra is imbalanced, you may feel like you have no personal power. And this is kind of what we're talking about here is that lack of feeling grounded and rooted in your personal power. So here's a little ritual that I would suggest to help you to Get in tune with why that particular chakra might be imbalanced and what you can do to rebalance it. First of all, where is your sacral chakra? Well, it's between, it's the space between your hips and your lower back. So it includes like your lower um, abdomen, your lower intestines and your reproductive organs. Okay, so it's that whole area there. And so if the energy there is imbalanced, then you may be feeling like you have no personal power or not enough personal power. So one of the crystals, I told you we're getting super weird on today's show, one of the crystals that you can be using to rebalance the energy in that sacral chakra is with carnelian stones. So apparently carnelian stones are great for bringing back that sense of personal power, of self-esteem, self-trust and self-confidence. Okay. So, One of the ways that you might decide to use this dash of woo and this knowledge together that perhaps your sacral chakra is feeling imbalanced is to use a carnelian stone. There are, of course, other crystals that you can use for balancing your sacral chakras, but this is one that I have been looking into and using myself is that you can place that stone or stones on the sacral chakra region. So lie down somewhere quiet where a kid's not going to run, run and jump on you or say, what's this pretty stone, mummy? What are you doing with it? And place it on your sacral chakra region and then just get really still and really quiet. And I think it's quite a good time to ask yourself some contemplative questions that you can reflect on the answers of, of depending on how what we've been talking about in today's show has been coming up for you. So Maybe you feel that you are feeling disempowered around making spending decisions in your business. So ask yourself, like, am I feeling fully empowered to make spending decisions in my business? Am I fully able to back myself? Am I feeling fully confident in my decisions? Am I feeling like I'm seeking permission? is my tendency to look for validation and permission from outside of myself rather than rely on the trust within myself. So you can ask yourself any questions around that and just lie there and ask yourself those questions and see what comes up for you and feel yourself open to guidance. So this is a really good time when you're really still and you've made the space and you're in that kind of contemplative and reflective state to receive guidance on what you can actually be doing to be changing your patterns of thinking and from there your patterns of behavior. So once you've spent some time in that essentially meditative state and you feel like you have shined a light on what's been going on for you and how this has been showing up and manifesting itself then you can go to your journal if you have one and journal out what came up and also any guidance that you received or the guidance might come to you the ideas the inspired action might come to you while you are actually journaling so you can make some decisions (laughs) there you go you can start making some decisions already about how you can be changing the way that you perhaps think first of all or changing the way that you behave around decisions in your business to feel more empowered, to start trusting yourself more, to start believing in yourself more, to start being more sold on yourself okay so try that little ritual see what you think um the other thing that of course you could do is you could go to a energy healer of some description if that floats your boat too and of course this dash of woo is entirely optional if it's too woo for you that's fine my love I never used to be open to chakras and crystals either but the more that I get into the woo the more I find it really works for me and it's really useful to have extra kind of tools Modalities at your fingertips, which can give you that feeling actually of empowerment that you have something at your disposal that you can do when you notice a situation that you want to change, or you notice that you want to feel a different way, or start thinking a different thing. So, that is today's Dash of Woo. Try it, love it, tell me about how you get on with it. And really, I hope you just take away from today's show that you get to decide. You get to decide to believe in yourself, you get to decide to trust yourself yourself you get to decide that you are empowered and my love when you do this the reason why i want you to hear this when you do this everything will feel easier in your business it has been true for me. It has been true for numerous women that I've worked with. And I want it to be true for you. You will find success comes to you so much more easily when you have those feelings of belief and trust in yourself. And it is just something you get to choose to keep working on and practicing and cultivating. If you have enjoyed today's show, head over to the show notes in your podcast player you can find them also at Coryjavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash not his business <laughs> until next time my love thank you for listening i appreciate you so much if you've enjoyed listening to today's show make sure you subscribe on itunes or stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.